Welcome to another episode of Shift Podcast, where we have discussions around how do you get out of a comfort zone and how can we really kind of overcome our own BS to reach our potential in our lives. And my name is Elena Gergimova. I'm your host for this chat. Um, I'm really excited to have with me um, Andrew. So Andrew is the founder of Regenerate. He works with very busy executives to recapture their days and win back their lives. Andrew, thank you so much for being with me. I'm super excited to have have this chat with you because I've heard your story before and I want others to hear it as well. Well, thank you, Elena. It's great to be back in touch with you, especially in this format. Great. So let's just get into it. Um, tell me about a time when you had a big change in your life. Gosh, you know, I've had a few. I think probably most recent, a lot of people can relate to is a big change related to the pandemic. And I found myself after even leading up to it, a couple of changes in employment, the companies that I was working for. Uh, and then the first quarter just before the pandemic, working with a company where I was brought on to help grow and scale a speaking and training business where I was going to also be doing speaking and helping the business grow. And almost overnight, it turned into, well, now not only are we not going to grow, but hopefully we can hang on to half of our business because 90 plus percent of it was really dependent on gatherings. So I would say that it was probably May, June that it really hit me that, okay, this is a, a significant change. And I've worked for big companies, small companies, some mid-sized stuff. I even tried a startup. There's no real security in anything, Elena, I think was my real lesson in that. And I said, you know what, it's time to bet on myself. Uh, I love I love it as you said. There's no real security because that's the reality, right? And I think if anything, the pandemic has shown a lot of people that you know those, you know, quote unquote, secure jobs that we thought are secure are not very much so, and that just about anything. But what you can bet is yourself always for sure. So I imagine that when something like that happens, you know, and I mean, just the pandemic itself was was a, was a big thing for everybody. But when you also kind of looking to jump off and start your own thing. I imagine that that must have not been easy when it comes to reframing your mindset, right? From being maybe like an employee towards, okay, now this is happening and I need to kind of rock and roll with it. So what was the hardest part and how did you manage your mindset at that time? Is it about mindset or is it about something else? It's a lot of mindset. I mean, I, I can't imagine a better fit right now for a podcast to really share this story than yours because this shift and this whole mindset toward what I really thought that I was built for, that I wouldn't really be afraid of it or have this kind of risk aversion. But the reality was, I, you just don't know until you know. And so there's a bit of that leap of faith with, okay, I think I can do this. I've been successful in these different ways, but this is very different. And is it going to work out that way? And with a lot riding on it and not a lot of time to actually get it done, so to speak. You know, I have two boys right now in private school. Um, my wife is going back to work later in the month, but she was stay at home prior to that. So it was just like, I don't have a lot of time to figure this out. And so I've been kind of moving in those last couple of years after some stability from a job to another job, never feeling like it was a career or tremendously fulfilling, but it was what I needed to do. You know, we all find ourselves in that, I'm mm -hmm. sure, at some point. And then it really dawned on me, you know, I'm almost 50 years old and I've had a lot of success in this space around 
teaching people about how to manage their energy. And a key part of that is the emotional, mental well-being and cultivation that goes into reaching toward your highest level. And now, what, I, what was I going to do? Not actually live into that, just teach others about those concepts. So I really had to step into that in a way that I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. So it was mindset for sure. And, and it's always interesting because, you know, when you, when you teach somebody, when you kind of, you know, preach certain things, you almost you know, yes, in the beginning, like the aim is to preach and to practice, right? But it, but as you, you know, as you're kind of going into teaching people about certain things, you're almost going deeper and deeper each time um, and into the actual practice. And I feel like it's like just a continuous journey. Um, so is there anything that you've discovered about yourself through through this, I mean, this, this very recent change that kind of was, I don't know, maybe something that was not discovered before um, when it comes to managing this change? Well, I have to tell you full honesty, it's just, it's a lot of pride. You know, I think there's just that we, we think many times where if we take the next step, we're over the cliff and then you take the step and you realize it's solid footing and, and maybe you even have a half a mile to go before you actually get to the cliff. And it's just a crazy mindset aspect of fear and what you're capable of doing. So I think what I learned about myself was that, you know, being very intentional and really um, ever curious and looking to learn and knowing who I could really depend upon because there's only so many of those people. You might have a lot of acquaintances, but how many real friends do you have? Mm -hmm. And trusting that over the last seven or eight years, even if I hadn't been in touch with someone in time, that that was part of my network that remembered what I did for them. And that if they heard that I was now doing this, that they might not only be interested, but really want to engage. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned that focus and purposefulness and trust in myself at a level that I hadn't really experienced before. And, And I've had to, you know, there have been certain occasions over the last 10, 15 years where I had to get up on stage in front of a lot of people that I thought would be just incredibly nerve wracking and just shut me down, including the TEDx talk that I did. And so with each of those things, it was like, okay, I can meet that demand. And and it just builds your capacity, builds your strength. So this was sort of, I guess, for me, the latest one in starting my own business. And it's not to say, don't get me wrong here by any sense. Like, it's not like I've made it. I'm I'm in it right now. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know yet, but I know that I am focused on what I need to do to create an outcome. So I think my mindset is focus on the effort, not the outcome. Mm -hmm. And then trust that those things that you're doing are working toward that. And also trust that when you make a mistake or it's not, that you can pivot really quickly. And Mm -hmm. I am really inhabiting that space of just stick-to-itiveness and wherewithal and what are all the resources I can gather and um, just making sure I do something every day. Some days aren't as productive, but I'm doing something every day and taking care of myself in the process, mm. which a lot of startup people don't do. So Yeah. So actually that, that, that's a good point to my next question. So you mentioned that, you know, that focus and the, the right environment was important, but did you have a process already in mind before you kind of made this shift or was it more intuition driven and, 
I guess, two-part question. One, did you have a process in, or was it intuition? And the second part is that, you know, how did you manage your energy? Because I know you, through Regenerate, through your company, you do a lot of that, uh, you know, in your work. So was there some tools and tips, I guess, that if somebody was listening to this and they're kind of going through is that has helped you um, in that space? Yeah, well, let me, I'll take that in reverse order. So in terms of what I feel like has helped me and really anchor me in this whole process is the real understanding of the relationship between time and energy. You can work a lot of hours, but are you creating real value? Value is created from the energy we put into the hours we work. So to that end, I was really just trying to be very focused on how am I making sure I'm restoring myself through even short breaks during the day, even taking my dog for a walk and disconnecting to really being very disciplined around my sleep schedule and my exercise routine and finding ways to exercise even in shorter bouts through some high intensity interval training instead of longer workouts, finding home workouts, you know, now with this mm -hmm. whole environment and even working out with my son, which brings not only physical, but a great amount of emotional renewal and joy. So those things um, have really stuck and I've believed because that is inherent to my business model that that actually will help you be more creative, be more productive, be more sustainable. So given that that's part of my whole business model, I have to live that and trust that that's the case, right? And that seems to be really working out. I did not have a process initially. I knew the core IP and some of the elements that I wanted to bring to it. But then I quickly started to read a few books around how do I add process and how do I sequence these things as a startup company and how do I build a brand? I also came up through sales and some aspects of marketing. So I had a pretty good feel for that, but I needed help and I reached out and spent some money into help where that was a bit of a pinch. You know, I didn't have a lot of that to do it, but I trusted the people I was going to work with and then made sure that I could, they could grow with me over time. So as I read those books and got that help, then I really laid out a process now where Regenerate has a, a very good process around how I work with companies. And that's always sort of shifting depending on their needs because mm -hmm. it's high customization, mm -hmm. but also a process where I can manage all these internal components that can free me up for more actual engagement, doing things like this, selling, and also showing up at conferences, panels, that kind of thing. And is there anything you wish you would have known before, before you started this journey? Uh, it's so, I think it's too early on to have a clear answer to that. There's, there's nothing fortunately that stands out as like, oh, wow, I really, well, maybe this. So when I first started, I subscribed into a marketing program that was supposed to really throw off a lot of leads through a Facebook webinar and, more in the B2, B2C, uh, B2C environment. And I invested mm -hmm. some money into that. Now, I don't regret it because I learned a great deal about some of the things that they shared around marketing, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It, it was a model that worked, right? Or supposedly worked for all these people. So I wanted to duplicate that because I was thinking more about the revenue side of it, but it wasn't really what I wanted to create, which is the way that I engage with businesses and their employees and what I've been doing over all these years. So that was just, I'd say I look back on it and say, just I should have trusted my instincts a little bit more about what was the right thing for me instead of this sort of pre-built program that I could follow and make money with.
And uh, another question is, if you had a magic wand to kind of, you know, yeah, <laughs> a magic wand, as you're waving one right now, if you had a magic wand to sort of, you know, make things happen and, and, and fulfill your mission that you're on with Regenerate, what would that look like over the next year, let's say? It's a great question. I would say that I would be working with, I'm with about maybe a half dozen companies right now. I would love that to be a dozen. And I'd love to be really working, cascading out from the senior levels that I start with to create real change across teams and companies. You know, the, the whole way we're working right now is so upset in the new environment that was created and all these new habits have been kind of thrust upon us. And the kinds of conversations that come up in these programs about just the pinch on people and how much they're struggling. Um, it's really affecting me at a whole nother level. And I think to be able to make that cultural, to go beyond just the team doing norms around ways of working that are more sustainable, to actually create more impact through whole functions or whole organizations with leaders that truly believe in it. And I've been working now with a few leaders. I have to say, I'm just so inspired by the commitment that they're making to what really seems impossible. How do you create a workplace that works in the context of a life that really works? Mm -hmm. And there's no answer to that problem, right? If I had that answer, I'd be doing even, you know, even better. But I have some ways and I have some ideas and I've learned from others. And so even short of that, like, can we move the needle on it? And just being able to move the needle to get some of that back um, is incredibly valuable and, and people crave that, right? They just want some of their lives back in ways that can be, yeah, not only more productive, but more fulfilling, you know, build in more time and space for the things that really matter to them and feel like they can do that in a way that isn't always pushing it out for when I'm done with this project or if I move to another company or when my kids go to college or, you know, Elena, we don't want to live lives like that where we mm -hmm. look back and regret that we just didn't account for taking care of ourselves and the people that we care the most about. Yeah, absolutely. And to, one thing you mentioned and that, you know, we all struggle with sort of having that balance and I'm sure there's, you know, a, a number of things that we can do, but let's say somebody who is in that situation right now, who's just really struggling to find balance. If you had, you know, I don't know, top two or three things that you think they can do that are very small, that are very micro that they can implement in their day, what would your recommendation be? Yeah, so this is a great question and, and could go, you know, each of these could go into its own podcast, right? But I think at the surface level is there are times where you need to, you know, dis completely disconnect from that. And that means not have it on silent. It means put it in a drawer three rooms away. When you go to dinner, if you're going out for dinner, put it in your console when you go in. Um, the level of distraction that we're having to deal with is, a, is at a level where we've trained distraction. It's easy to be distracted. So the other piece is, and that's under the guise of what we resist persists. So if it is near us, it's always sort of on in our mind of checking it and we never get to that deep level of focus where the mm -hmm. efficiency is. And the other piece is to, there's a great quote by um, Greg McCune, who wrote the book Essentialism, and, and he said, every 
amount of time and energy must justify itself anew. So when you have a, a calendar that has double or triple booked, which I still don't understand, there are certain ways to just get out beyond the calendar for the two weeks and start to grab some of those times where you're going to say, I'm just doing focused work here where I'm uninterrupted. I'll have an away message. I'll turn off my notifications. But where are those blocks where it's just for you? Because otherwise people will grab that real estate. Most people leave their calendars open and it's such a precious resource. So even if they're taking, um, well, I'd say that, and then the other piece is just five, 10 minute intervals throughout the day to have strategies to get outside, go get a glass of water to stay hydrated. I was in one session where a woman had shared with me, she said, you know, I just want to be able to breathe, eat and pee to get through <laughs> yeah. the day. And it's kind of like, that's not an expectation that we are striving for here, right? We can go a little deeper with that. Yeah. So it's like um, that short walk, you know, even just not doing the video call at certain times or tuning into some music on a break where you have a few minutes before something, just changing the channel to be able to get some rest of states because you know that's going to serve you work-wise for the rest of the day. Those are brilliant and very practical and applicable, I think, for, for, for all of us. Um, I know you put out content that is out there. I definitely get your newsletter. I love reading it. It always kind of refreshes my mind about ways I need to uh, reset my energy. So I appreciate those. And I know you post quite a bit on other areas. Um, where can people find you? Where they can follow you? So they can go to regenerate.works. That's the website, and they can certainly find me there, Regenerate, and it's not .com, it's regenerate.works, W-O-R-K-S. And then the LinkedIn, Andrew Deutscher, D-E-U-T-S-C-H-E-R. So you'll definitely find me there too. And um, either way, uh, you know, I would get a quick message. It's easy, easy to find people now. Yeah, so great. those are the two ways I would leave you with. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for hopping on this call with me and uh, recording some some of this. And it's been, uh, I, I've been learning from you since we've met. I think it's been a couple of years. Um, and I always found it quite fascinating, some of the things that you're doing and the, the sort of um, the the impact that these micro strategies have on one's life. So I admire you for that. So thank you. And thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for having me on. It's great to see you again. Look forward to talking soon. Take care.